Oh, also, it's not in the show notes, but here, I'll talk about it. So, uh, the ROH, like, New Japan show was this last weekend, Honor Rising. It was actually mm. really fucking good. Like, yeah. It was, it was a lot better than last year. They, they, they had better talent, like Okada and Tanahashi were in a match. Uh, it was a dream team match against the Kingdom. Like, it was really good. Fucking Cole Cabana and, uh, and Toru Yano tagged together against Delirious and Cheeseburger. It's the closest thing to, like, being sports entertained I've ever been. Like, I watched that match, and I was like, from a wrestling standpoint, this match is fucking awful. Like, Meltzer will give it half a star. From, like, an entertainment standpoint, Colt Cabana is a genius. Putting it with Yano Toru is the best thing I've ever had a booker do for me. <laughs> I think that I cannot wait until tomorrow's episode of uh, Cabana's podcast comes out. We get to hear all about it. Yeah, yeah, I hope I hope he interviews Yano Toru and Yano Toru just trying to shill his curry and DVDs and T-shirts. Okay, hold on. Yeah, Yano Toru has his own line of curry in Japan. There is Yano Toru curry in Japan. Google it. Line, uh, I'm crying. I'm fucking sorry. Who's cutting in on my fucking curry business? Welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore. I am one week away from being the host for the host, the Dylan. And um, it's me. Welcome back your great, great pickle boy, Blake Tanner. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm going to have to edit that so much this week. I've only got two left. And what? Well, no. Wait, did, you, did you eat an entire jar of pickles today? <laughs> Dylan. No, not these pickles. Dylan, okay. I need you to understand this is the most on brand thing Blake Tanner has ever done during this podcast. He is eating pickles that have been soaked in moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, wrestling happened this week, and it was surprisingly fucking awesome. Mm hmm. Like, even uh, even NXT that I haven't gotten to watch yet looked amazing. Like, Boss, uh, Boss and Hug Connection came back. Um, mm-hmm. G- DIY reunited, kind of, for the Dusty Rhodes Classic. And then, of course, Dijakovic, or however the fuck you say his name, and Keith Lee finally had a match live on TV. And I'm so... As soon as this is over, it, I'm going to go watch it. It way, was Keith very Lee's, fun. Keith Lee's, mu- Keith Lee's music fucking great oh yeah it's I'm, amazing I'm, all, I'm i'm here for it it is i, I like it like it came off and i was just like that is that is everything i mm-hmm. needed all right listen there's sometimes that we can like be a little bit jaded we can be a little bit smarky we can be assholes about the fact that the wwe product is a bit a little bit lackluster but that's because weeks like this exist and we know you can do better <laughs> well i mean no, they still didn't have Asuka on TV. In fact, Charlotte came on to SmackDown to promote the Raw women's title match. That was the, kind of Sma- weird. And the SmackDown women champion wasn't even on a match. Yeah. Also, I don't think there were any women's I, matches during that entire two hours. No. Um, I enjoyed oddly, SmackDown. I thought it was very good. It wasn't as good as Raw. Yeah, Raw but, was fantastic. I mean, you did get to see Nakamura versus Aleister Black, which, like, would have been great in 2015 when Shinsuke was still giving a shit. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but now the he's bit all... where he, like, roundhouse, tries to roundhouse and Aleister just does his cross-legged bullshit, that was, that was pretty awesome. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. 
But now Shinsuke's all Randy Ortoned up and is just like, I don't care, guys. Don't he, wears, he wears body suits now. Like, he's... He's full Michael Jackson. He's become the Jane Lynch of WWE. <laughs> power suits. Not yeah. just wants his paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He and Rusev are just kind of grinding this bullshit out. Oh, man. Rusev I is the one guy that I think is like, he's, he's the one guy that really wants more, but they're just not giving him anything right now. Well, it's because his wife keeps going fucking insane on the internet, and they're like, we need to back away. <laughs> And Rusev wants to tell her no, but then he sees her naked and he's just like, nah, we're good. We're good. And that's I'm fun. That's how I would live my life if I was Rusev. I'll be 100% <laughs> on it. I mean, true. Like, all right, I, we're married now. We got a house in Tennessee. I'm good. I'm good. I, I found on, a... Hold on, hold uh, let me, let me match, Let me machka kick somebody on main event real quick. Yeah! Okay, we're good. We're good. Lana, we're going to go back to the barn this weekend. <laughs> I need you to climb some hay bales. <laughs> you know there's a website... Where you can just buy Lana's clothes. Of course there is, isn't there? WWEshop.com. <laughs> no, I'm saying this is like, I don't know how she set it up, but it's a shop within a shop that's just like CJ Papari's clothes. She misspelled her own name. She put two P's in it. So are you saying that it's a shop about professional mer- merchandise and not so professional merchandise? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's by Perry the Plow. So you're saying we should sue them for copyright infringement. (laughs) Yes. It's Perry the Platypus' website where you can buy all of her ring gear. Perry the Platypus? Perry the (laughs) Platypus. Oh. (laughs) Perry the Platypus. And then, oh, fuck, we just went off on that tangent real quickly. And then she screamed at her camera about how salty she was that Ronda Rousey's apparently going to be on Total Divas, which, that's not happening. I just want to let y'all know that right now. No. Was that before or after she started screaming about taking over the tri-state area? No, what? I didn't see this. This is the same video where she was screaming just like, Look, you think Ronda Rousey's entertaining? I'm 10,000 times more entertaining than Ronda Rousey. No, that was a callback to the Perry the Platypus thing, but it's okay you didn't get it. And Lana Lana does have the potential to be more entertaining. Lana, unlike Ronda Rousey, does have a nudes catalog. Yeah! That can be bought at CJ Papari, the platypus.com. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and lay off like the the sexist like under slash overtones for the rest of the show. That, I feel like I've thank hit you. that mark. You have hit your quota for probably the month at this point. Uh, it was just it was lob after lob after lob. you can't <laughs> not swing for the fences on this. Come on. I mean when when somebody's pitching to you these like these easy hits. It's, it is. It is. It's like SmackDown yep. SmackDown over on as a whole is just kind of an easy hit, really. Yeah. I uh, just I, I mean, I, really though, every time I watch SmackDown I think WWJCD. What would John Cena do? God, that was my favorite moment because I was actually watching it with Emily and our truth just comes out. Firstly, I had to explain to her why these two old men from South Car- or from North Carolina got such a huge pop from me when they came out. Like, no, no, you don't understand. They're amazing. Oh, um, man. And then they did exactly the same thing to exactly the same people. Yep. And then um, 
Uh, Wait, it was the bar that they returned to at Mania, wasn't it? It was a triple threat tag team match. Me and Dylan okay. were both there. No, no, no. It was a it was a four four man well, ladder no, match. It was a triple threat. Then the New Day came out and said, "Fuck all y'all! It's a it four man." And then that's when Hardy's came up. Dude, dude, uh, dude. That was a good moment. I only remember the Hardys in the bar, apparently. Yeah, uh, it was also Gallus and Anderson and Rapist and Tolman. The, That's why. <laughs> the other sex team. That's <laughs> why that, those are the only ones I remember. Yeah. Um, but, I'd like to remember Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. I, li- I remember them as they were. <laughs> I remember them I remember them in, in Japan as, as, as the Hoots. As the Hoots. <laughs> I remember the Hoots. Oh, God. Uh, also, There's... can we talk about can we talk about Stone Cold Steen Austin? That made me yes. so happy. That was so good. When he hit it and then hit the pin, I immediately went to Twitter and was just like, hey, Stone Cold, he finally got it right. He finally nailed it. Of all the people that I, and I hope that he runs with this, I'm I am surprised and excited that Steen is the guy that actually gets to do the stunner. Yeah, I'm really. You never know. It might have just been a one-off thing. It might have been. You know, KO may have just come out and he wanted the big, Mm -hmm. you know, the big return. Can I just say, speaking of all this, I'm really. You ever have those moments? And I guess, yeah, we do a lot. Where WWE does something and you're like, "What the fuck? Why is that happening?" And then they do like you get clarification and you realize what's going on. I had that moment on SmackDown when Vince came out and was just like. Fuck all y'all! Kofi's not gonna be in this match! It's, it's, instead, it's gonna be this man! And then Kevin come out, and I went, Oh, okay, so it's the same thing with why Charlotte's now... They're letting Vince be what everyone thinks Vince is backstage, but now he's coming out and doing it for the public to get heel heat. And I'm like, exactly. okay, I get it now. I'm fine with it. But, and he's going to... I'm sorry, Dylan, uh, go ahead. But looking, looking past that minor injustice, Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania, baby. <laughs> Kofi Mania, baby. It's going to be Kofi Mania, right? We're yeah. we're all set with Kofi Mania. Mm. It is because it's, I like I like how that's the one, this is I believe the the first time since like Debray where it's like oh shit they're 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 listening because yeah. that's that's less than a month of build. There was one match, and then between that match and Elimination Chamber, that was enough fan reaction for the WWE to be like, oh no, they do still give a shit about him. Okay, shit, we were wrong. We were. We thought we thought putting him in a tag team for five years would would have killed all of that, but no, they still no. like him. Yeah, they love him. <laughs> He's like, damn it! I guess we better do it. Guess yeah. I guess we better pull the trigger on that. Yep. You know, about a decade late. Um, mm-hmm. this may run into what we were going to talk about. I guess is the penultimate or ultimate thing at the end of this segment. But <sighs> I really want Vince to do the hat trick and do it a third time on Raw, and I want him to come out. After Seth has come out, talking about Brock, Brock comes out, stares down Seth, and Vince comes out and says, No, 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 Seth. Listen. Listen, Seth. You didn't win the Royal Rumble this year. Because it turns out that uh, a certain survivor didn't get his chance. Oh, no. (laughs) It turns out that uh, I'm going to take one of the biggest and most hope-blossoming and the greatest reactions that I've ever seen, I'm going to shit all over it. I'm going to say, it's going to be Roman and Brock at WrestleMania. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> and just immediately ruining that entire thing, which, God, it was... I, how, how can we how can we ruin three things at once? <laughs> also, I really like how your fucking Vince impression was Beetlejuice at the beginning. There, like, all right, look, listen to your kid. I know you're. That's, good like, that's like in that's like in and the wanted. That's like in the wanted movie movie where you curve the bullet, except you're curving a curving a stone to hit three doves. <laughs> <laughs> three three birds, one stone, baby. Woo! Like that is. That is masterful. You might as well come out to NXT at that point and be like, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. I know you, I know you were going to do that. But instead, I'm going to put Adam Colbaber. Adam Colbaber. <laughs> no, no. I think if you wanted to like, maybe put John Actually, Cena. No, I'm going to put Zack Ryder. I'm going to put Zack Ryder <laughs> from Raw. He's going to get the NXT title shot. Oh, Jesus. That's ultimate show. Yeah. Put it on. WrestleMania weekend. I don't know. Maybe instead of Roman. The referee is Kurt Hawkins. Instead of Roman, do John Cena, and John Cena is now doing his boss's bidding for Mania to face Brock. Oh, yep. That would be good. Except it's, I guess it's, it's, it would be the same in a respect, because, you know, we could tell that Roman had, he's lost a bit of his build, he's a little bit skinnier now. But also, John Cena is the size of a real human being at this point, and it's kind of scary. Yeah. (laughs) He's got got dad hair, he's the size of a real human being. I don't like him anymore. Uh... (laughs) He's not my real dad. (laughs) (laughs) He's my wrestling dad. So, Uh, should we shoot back onto Raw and talk about how good everything was about Raw this week? Well, I was going to finish up with SmackDown. Okay. So, apparently, uh, in the the SmackDown women's division is so, like, malnourished that you can just say you're the number one contender. (laughs) And you get a fucking pay-per-view title shot. Because that's apparently what happened with Mandy Rose. Like, you know, cheat roll up. I'm the number one contender. Stephanie and Hunter, I, okay, like, and that's a match now. Um, and be honest, y'all, we weren't really thinking about it. Sure. I mean, to be fair, the same thing happened with KO, because earlier in the night he was like, look, I want to match me and Kofi Kingston against Ro- Rowan and Daniel Bryan. And then they're like, yeah, fuck it, sure, I guess. <laughs> Go out there, have this match now. It's JWF levels of this is a match now booking. Um, also, yeah, my last thing about SmackDown, Peyton's hair looks great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Um, you know what? You know what on Raw looked great? Finn's abs. So much so that Alexa Bliss started get all, got all the fanboys worked up yeah. about. Um, I will say that really, really hit my heartstrings in a special way. And it just made me realize how, how often people go without seeing abs. Like... Alexa Bliss has, and so that's why I'm starting my new charity, um, Abs for Alexa, and And we're gonna be... We just tweet pictures of abs at Alexa Bliss, (laughs) hashtag abs for Alexa. uh, The best thing about that is she's she's saying this, and I was just like, your boyfriend, fiance, husband, whatever Buddy Murphy is. Doing perfectly fine in that department. Can I just? Buddy Murphy's gonna come to Raw as like the with a jealous boyfriend gimmick and just start hitting Murphy's Law on everyone that has Wait, ever I, been on. Do can, not say that because it may come true. No, can I just say That's my fine. favorite thing about all of this is two days later on Twitter, Buddy Murphy sent out a tweet <laughs> that was just like. 
Well, I understand that everyone's having fun with the Buddy Murphy classic, so um, I'm going to be going to Australia for the next fucking six months. And I'm like, what the fuck? He's just gone. So No, if an Australian says it, it's not bad. You're not Australian. (laughs) But I did the accent, so it's fine. I'm pretty sure he's not gone for six months. I'm pretty sure he's just gone till mania. Yeah, but... He said he was going to be gone for a few... Now... I think you're leaving out the biggest part is that he teased this big announcement all day. And he was just and like, he said, bye, fuckers. I'm not going to be here anymore. That's what happens. We know why now. He saw Alexa getting all... Apparently, her new gimmick is just getting thirsty because the same thing happened with EC3 where she's like, hey, what's up, big man? And I'm like, that's yeah, not you. EC3 yep. jobbed on main event. So he did job on main event, that. which hurt my soul Wait, in a what? special place. He's on main event already? Yeah, they completely botched his call-up, 100%. Actually, everybody from that round, except for Otis and Tucker. Thank you, because I want to bring up my favorite... Jeez! My favorite gif that's happened this weekend. It's the is, end- it, is it Otis coming out of a wall? <laughs> yes! Because <laughs> yes. he so- does. He turns a corner, and then you see, and you're like, there's no hallway there. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you Kitty Pride? Can you just walk through walls now? Someone Did you fucking bite- Nightcrawler that Did- shit? <laughs> they said, "Did Otis just no clip through a wall? What the <laughs> fuck?" Oh man, Otis has console commands. Yeah, but then like Lacey Evans is pretty much a failure. Uh, Nikki Cross, nobody's really seen her. Yeah. yeah, that whole batch was so bad. They fucked it up so bad that they then called up DIY Gargano and uh, Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. Also, they just started jobbing out their Raw Tag Team Champions every week to NXT callouts. Also, DIY. I think DIY is not even called up anymore. I think they were like, no, they're not. oh, oh, pull them back, pull them back, no more. Yeah. Let's- but I, I do like you can see like, the okay. ever present hand of Hunter just like grabbing them by the shoulders. <laughs> Come you, with me. Uh... But I like how I like it. So like DIY versus um, versus the revival. Like oh, that's a classic. Like if you know anything about the network, which Lafayette didn't. That's why they didn't react. Yep. Uh, Lafayette didn't know shit about shit. By the way, God, yeah. they got they had a video where where they got called out by WWE for being a bad crowd. That was hysterical. Wait, what? Uh, but yep. Anyway, going back to my point. So you have that happen. I was like, okay, DIY, meet in the middle. That That's fine. Like, that's a, this is like the fourth big match these teams have had. Fucking Ricochet and Alistair Black teaming together as a tag team for like, what, like the third time yeah. ever on television. Oh. Beat the Raw tag team. These New people are teaming for, this is the most, this is why I hate tag teams in the WWE because the WWE doesn't fundamentally disagrees with my belief about tag team wrestling, which is two people who have never teamed together should never beat a tag team. That's like if you took two people in tennis, put them on a doubles team against doubles players, they would fucking fail miserably because they don't know how it it reminds me of the old days where they would just like two main eventers would be in a feud. So they decided like, Oh, for our main event, you can go up against the tag team champions. Fuck it. Have you men never seen Blades of Glory, because those two gentlemen hated each other and skated their way to gold. They also practiced. These people didn't. They got put together (laughs) that day. That's true. Even the shit, like, heel-face tag teams practiced. Yeah. Yeah. God. Like, like, this is, like, like, every time I think that the Raw tag team champions can't be, championships can't be more worthless... Like something happens. Like I really, I thought they hit rock bottom when a ten-year-old won them by not actually wrestling. Yeah, but fuck if they aren't trying to make it worse. Yep. 
Mike. I look forward to next week when uh, NXT call up of uh, fuck. I'm trying to think of the worst people they could they could call up. Uh, Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli just come up and be <laughs> DIY yep. for no fucking reason. Actually, let the Street Profits come up. They're fucking Evolve Tag Team Champions. Why not? Yeah. We'll just start getting that cross-promotion going. Oh, also, in the greatest thing ever. Uh, so, so Ricochet was supposed to go to an Evolve show, and you could vote for uh, his opponent. Chuck Taylor campaigned on Twitter for it to be Orange Cassidy. Yes. He succeeded. Ricochet got pulled from the show because he got called up to the main roster. Ricochet was replaced by Velveteen Dream. So at the next Evolve show, <laughs> Velveteen Dream is wrestling Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And I wish I was anywhere close enough to buy a ticket. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, now, Blake, you've now, just sent me a message from... Now, this is in regards to the video that Dylan mentioned a minute ago about the guy that came out and shat on the Lafayette yeah. crowd was, for not uh, being it was, anything. It was Pat McAfee who... Yes. Yeah. Uh, at which point, you're... This is, the, this is the man, the myth, the legend himself's response. Hi, motherfuckers, I'm back! Holy shit! This guy playing pro wrestler promo on behalf of the WWE talks about how they put on a live Raw in Lafayette and shit the bed so badly the live crowd would have rather seen their mother hooked up to a ventilator and he blamed the crowd. In in Cornette's defense, um, it is possible to see that because like mm-hmm. this is a if this is a general audience crowd. They don't. They only know main roster stuff. Calling up a bunch of people mm-hmm. doesn't mean shit. There's no promo nope. packages. There were no vignettes. Also, have you noticed they don't do vignettes anymore for their call ups? They don't. Nothing. People are just like, look at this person. And like, if you don't watch NXT, like if you're not a smart, you have to be like, who the fuck are these people? Where are you getting NXT? Yeah, no, I understand. What the fuck? I have basic cable. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't blame Cornette for his tweet because I think he's right on a level. It's just <laughs> I fucking love when he tweets. It's just he's so good. He's my favorite, but my least favorite at the same time. Yes, but I also feel at the same time it's like this crowd was just not giving them anything. So and, and that's nothing. They the WWE is also at fault because they should have planned their call ups better. Well, the show yeah. also wasn't good. The call ups weren't placed well. Like everything about that show was garbage, which led them to well, be no, like the matches were actually good. Like yeah. the matches were were good, and they should have like got the crowd invested. But since the crowd didn't know who they were cheering for, they were like, okay, so you called up these two extravagant jobbers, maybe. Oh, yeah. they beat the Raw Tag Team Champions. What? What's happening? Well, Honey, not, I don't watch wrestling. What's going on? Baby, I don't know either. Well, not only <laughs> that, they weren't... Babe, pos- I ain't knowing what wrestle do. It wasn't even positioned well. It was just like, oh, tiny guys coming out to help, to help help the guy we already know. Yay, tiny guy. But we don't really care about him as a wrestler. We just... Like, it, it would have been much better if Ricochet answered an open challenge from Finn. And then they could have yeah. had an amazing match, as opposed to well, just no, like... they weren't giving that away on free television. We already established oh, that yeah. last week. Never uh, gonna give that away. Yeah. No, alright. On to the rest of Raw. On to the... I just, Blake, you put a note in the show. You, Blake went ham on our notes and just deleted like everything and made his own for a moment. (laughs) And he put a message that just said, ha ha, he has two belts. And I, 
it because it's wrestling. I'm sitting here like, oh, did someone get a second championship? What's going on? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Dean Ambrose had a belt under his belt that his made belt. it to the front page of Reddit as for two health bars <laughs> subreddit. <sighs> that just... was so. It was the mo- It was at the same time the most wrestling and the most Dean Ambrose things to do at the same time. Yes, I also here. like Dean has continued his thing of showing up. And being like, why didn't you help me last week? And Seth Rollins being a sane person, like, are you high right now? Yeah. Dean, Dean Ambrose just like, eh, and just walks off. I also like how Roman helped. Like, like Roman and Seth cleared it. Roman didn't even help him. Probably probably because Dean said Roman deserved to have cancer. Yeah. May have soured that friendship. Oh, man. I <clears throat> I will say that this is, of course, par for the course for Dean Ambrose, who is the motherfucker that has more belts than he has pairs of pants. Uh, well, can I just say, I would have loved if... Do you remember when The Rock used to do, like, three rock bottoms in a match? So by the time he mm-hmm. got to the third, he wouldn't have an elbow pad to pull off, so he's like, <laughs> I don't know, and just do it. I'd love if Dean took off the second belt. And then finally got that one taken away too, and he's reaching for like a third belt that doesn't exist anymore. He takes his imaginary belt. There was a good moment on commentary where, um, oh, what's his fucking face? Uh, ask Renee if, um, she dressed him. She dressed him. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Gazi brings up a good point that I think you talked about last week, Blake, and. Yeah, I'm starting to think that Dino's going backwards because now they're about to have the Shield reunite. Something tells me that a few weeks ago it's like, hey, Roman, how you doing, buddy? I know this is probably going to be a long treatment session. I I know they caught it early, but I bet things are going to be... Yeah, actually, no. I'm in, uh, I'm in remission. Shit, we have to completely redo Dean's storyline. <laughs> They're basically, so basically it's kind of like in back the second Back to the Future. <laughs> like, like there was that secondary timeline where Biff like controlled everything. It's like that. Like we temporarily went into that sub timeline where Dean was just an ineffective heel with a germaphobe gimmick. Yeah. And then like, like we got to the point where the announcement would or would not have happened. And then we like shifted back yeah. and now we're back where we should have been had had roman not gotten leukemia yeah had not jobbed out leukemia by the way you know he's going over when he gets back fucking leukemia can't keep him down yeah. okay they're booking roman strong this year uh-huh. <laughs> she'll be strong he's so good. by the way i want you to know he's probably coming back at like SummerSlam. because why not like that like he's not coming back for mania that's I mean, That's he, too close. He's got to train, probably. He, he, did, he he's been doing cancer treatment for three months. I feel like you take six months to come back from that. The money you not saw it. He there. was like half the size of original Roman. Yeah, but yeah. he nailed that perfect fucking spear. At which point, I was like, "Oh shit, he's going then." Okay. I think yeah. one of the biggest pops of recent memory is just him saying, "I'm in remission, y'all." Yeah. Oh, it got me. Did you see the, did you see the look of genuine happiness that people weren't booing him for the first time ever? <laughs> It was very nice. That was so good. That had to be so cathartic for him. Like, I'm sorry that it took cancer to get that. He didn't deserve that. No one does. Yeah, you're right. But, like, it's still, like, in the overall grand scheme of things, like, where we are now, where he is okay now, like, no cancer, yay, that has to feel great. Yes. Like, after people just shitting on you for four years. He did a, um, he did, like, a Twitter video afterwards where, um, 
He did, in fact, point out, y'all didn't boo me. Um, so thanks for that. I appreciate it. And he thanked everybody for everything. (laughs) I just, I love this idea that, like, Vince is backstage just like, all right, come on, I need someone for him to beat that'll get him over. Brock didn't do it. Braun didn't do it. What can Roman beat? I've got it. Well, listen, if you if you listen to some horrible people on the internet, they'll think that that's closer to reality. Oh, yeah, than, I know, right? Mm-hmm. This little fiction they've created them, with themselves is like, oh, the company that has championed their own, like, cancer fund for a child who died of cancer is going to fake cancer yeah. to make their star over? Yeah, you do the math on that, if that broke bad, y'all. Here's... So, uh, it, so here's here's the thing. So we're all in in pretty decent agreement that Roman is going to be Universal Champion when he comes back, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. So do we want to guess who the transition from Seth to Roman is? Ah oh, man, I don't know. Because it's clearly going to be Brock has it now. Seth beats Brock at Mania. Seth gets the Roman pop because Roman was away with cancer. Obviously. Yeah. So like, who transitions? I- My money is on Drew. That wouldn't be bad, uh, but for me, I, I kind of I much prefer the idea of like a mutual respect Seth for like when Daniel Bryan and John Cena faced off at SummerSlam those years back, and it was not a heel versus heel it, or not heel versus babyface. It was babyface Daniel Bryan versus babyface John Cena. The storyline was all about them trying to make Daniel Bryan right, look right, like right. a champion. Do, so if they, but if they want to ever get to the point where they have more than one the guy. Uh, they mm-hmm. can't just job Seth out to Roman. Yeah. Then then Seth is dead in the water. Seth is always number two. However, if they just give it to Drew, because uh, Drew literally is a murderer. Like they, True. Like he has shown through his absolute like Claymore destruction of Finn Balor, their Intercontinental Champion, that he could very easily at any point in time just move it on yep. up. <laughs> Here's what uh, I think. Um, I think you're right. Drew being the transitional champion, um, Roman beats Drew, and with the way that he's been booked, and based on the reports that I'm hearing, maybe Roman versus Aleister Black after that. I don't know. Oh God, that'd be amazing. Uh, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Aleister Black eat four Superman punches. That man literally knows kickboxing. Yeah, like he's an actual <laughs> martial artist. I don't. Yeah, you're right. Kick- that might be a mania match. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see him. I don't. I don't want to see him job to that. Guys, I just had an idea for the best thing of all time, and it's Seth gets the title. Seth holds it till SummerSlam. Roman wins Money in the Bank, cashes in on Seth, makes it a triple threat match, and then pins whoever Seth is facing to get the title. <laughs> Turnabout's, fa- turnabout's fair play, oost, and then he just, like, slaps his hand. Oh, man. I would love that. That would be very... Uh, also, Batista. Oh, yeah. What? Well, hold on. We'll, <laughs> we'll get about that, but first I'd like to tell everybody about Patreon.com slash load of BS. It's the website where you can go and support the Fight Boys. You get access to exclusive stuff on there. Me and Blake do a show every month called You Paid For This, where we watch terrible movies and commentate over them. We did Larry the Cable well, Guy. You know what you should do while you, while you, while you do that, that commentary? Yeah. You should you should enjoy the delicious taste of golden crisp. Thank you. I forgot about the delicious taste of golden crisp, which golden crisp. It's a cereal. It's a cereal. Also, if you donate, you get access to our exclusive Discord. Shout it out on the show of your choice, like the 
Patreon fuckhead Gazi, ladies and gentlemen. But of course, make sure to enjoy Gazi, it. you're not a fuckhead. We, we, we like you, I promise. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd like you. Well, I don't know. Your wet wrestling federation's weird. We're neutral. Enjoy, uh, enjoy some delicious Golden Crisp, a cereal that I legitimately, two days ago, ate. I, like, I was starving at 2 in the morning, and I grabbed a box of Golden Crisp to eat in the bed and try to get to sleep, and it woke up and set off Emily's morning sickness. So, yeah, Golden Crisp, it's the way to be! So, while Blake's gone, Dylan, I think it's only fair that we need to tweet a man, a man who has recently been announced to be your Wrestlepalooza opponent, because it's time for da 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 Dust Watch 2019. So what mm-hmm. what would you like to say to your opponent for WrestlePalooza, Dylan? Uh, did you see his recent recent tweet where there, he, there's a gif of him saying that Ren Narita is his son? Yeah, oh yeah, I saw that. You should be... Yeah, we should be like, hey Chuck, saw your gif about, uh, about your son, uh, Ren Narita. Um, it looks like he inherited your, uh, your terrible looks. Oh my god! All right. It appears, I guess. You don't want to use looks twice in one sentence. No, I'm going to put he inherited your terrible look. Yeah. Your your terrible face. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he inherited your terrible face. Hashtag dust. I love that this is still trying to get him to follow us. Like That's still the No, goal. no, no. I've given up on him following us. At this point, I'm just punishing him for not doing it. You're searching for the block? Dwayne the Block Johnson? <laughs> Man, I'm so glad you guys have taken over this segment for me because I don't ever have anything for Dust Watch. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed. Oh, that's that's the best is when Dylan's not here and you just kind of seize up during this and you're like, wait, 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 hold on. I got something, I think. I wouldn't call it seizing up. I would just be like saying stuff. Because it's, look, I'm a professional. Okay. Uh, I'm a professional podcaster. And if you're a professional podcaster, that means that you can never not be saying something, even if it's complete garbage. I like you're saying this as you're just, like, preparing another cocktail. You're like, I'm just going to let words fall out of my vom hole for a few minutes. Exactly. I had to get the right amount of root beer whiskey in here. So, I, uh, last week, I seen a film. A film by your friend and mine, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Called, uh-huh. called fighting with my family. I'm very mad because apparently he showed up to that, not that theater, he showed up to another theater near me two days later and had like a one hour Q&A and I was like, Dwayne? <laughs> how, how, uh, how was the movie, by the way? So that's, have- that's what I kind of want to get into because I feel like a normal human being who's not a smark would fuck would love it. fucking love it. And I do I had to turn off the part of my brain that knows how wrestling works mm-hmm. to en- Did you have to turn off the part of your brain where you're like that's not AJ Lee? Oh, that was a real tough one. That part was I will say her for some reason they dressed Selena Vega up like Rocky. Like not- no, no, no. That's that's just her. Like they dressed Selena Vega like Selena Vega dressed at that time. Yeah. And they were like, no, that's AJ Lee. Even though they own the rights to AJ Lee's merchandise from the WWE, they didn't want to give her the money that much. Like, the Titantron (laughs) was still the same. I think the music was different. Paige, everything was exactly the same. That was another weird thing. Like, 
there was no WWE copywritten thing in it besides Paige herself. Like, I think AJ Lee was and named... And The Rock. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> and The Rock. But, like, yep. Sheamus and The Big Show are in some random scene backstage, but they never really say their names. It's just, like, two big, tall men argue about catering. Uh <laughs> But I will say of the AJ Lee scene, which was, of course, had to be the end of the end of the film. She well, yeah. What what else would you have be the end of the film? And then she couldn't wrestle anymore because of neck injuries. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're gonna send everybody home on that <laughs> note. Oh man, it's gonna. Um... And then she met a man by the name of Brad Maddox, who would change her life forever. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were gonna. Be, I thought you were gonna be like. And then she met a man by the name of Alberto El Patron. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck, dude! But, uh, <laughs> and his good friend Cocaine, who would change her life forever. Oh man, it, it changed her life for a while. She's much better now. Yes, she is. Can I just say? Um, also, I sent something in Fight Boys uh, Facebook chat that was a message from Gazi. Okay, uh, while you do that, I will say of the Zelina Vega scene, she matched AJ's movements like perfectly. Because as someone who watched that episode of Raw live, I'm like, mm-hmm. she I did too. That was amazing. She got the hip turn and like, I'll put my title on the line. Like the cadence, everything was perfect except for the fact that. Oh wait, that's not fucking AJ Lee. Not at all. They didn't even have to. They could have just given her a like a black crop top and like. Like like fucking up like chucks and like the shirt. They didn't even have to like put AJ's name on the shirt. It was so they had so much. That's the only thing that bugs me about this movie. I'm I'm such a smart. That's the thing keeping me. I was like I know that that part of my brain won't shut up when we get to this scene. It, <laughs> no, I'm I'm such a sad pathetic human it, being. Yep. <laughs> really. um, Dylan, it get. Would Would you guys like to hear some uh, ratings for fighting with my yes. family? I, I hear it's doing well. Yes. IMDb has a 7.8 out of 10, which is real good for IMDb. Mm-hmm. It is a 91% rotten to, on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's the aggregate between critics and uh, viewers. Right. Uh, 70% on Metacritic, and the Google people like it a lot, 94%. Yep. So, so here's the thing. It is, like, like, the story of it, likely trimmed and, like, you know... Put into they have, whatever thing. Yeah, they have no. You, you give any story the Moneyball treatment, it's gonna do well. Yeah, but like NXT is not treated like NXT at all. It's like Vince, firstly, Performance Center. I don't believe existed back then, but they it did. It did. Yeah, did it? this was the very early days. Okay. Like this yeah. was before everyone knew about NXT. Okay, yeah, this was where like there was the first. This was when like Jinder Mahal was in the match to be the first NXT champion. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. but like the fact the dark days. But like, there's not even reference to the fact that NXT was a known show and like put on shows. Nothing is made mention of her like being one of the best women's champions that nxt had ever seen it's about like promo work and stuff like that and the one thing that really made me mad is like you think there's this scene where she's like i need to find my character i need to figure out who i'm going to be and i'm like okay cool and then she goes outside and she meets like three women who are clearly like the you know cheerleader or i was a athlete or something else like the i don't do this to wrestle i do this because it would make me money those kind of people and i'm like oh cool this is where they're going to show how she came up with anti-diva and how she became an anti-diva 
No, instead she dyes her hair blonde and then like gets a fake tan. And I'm like, that's not it. I mean, it was. So the thing is, is that they took part of her story because when she originally tried out for WWE years and years ago, she did that. Oh, that's right. Because she thought that that's what they wanted, and they told her, "Don't, don't do that again." And then she came back years later as you know, pale, pale princess Paige, and like wrecked it. But that it, that was reference to that. It's it, it's creative license. It's based on a true story. It's not age. It's not a biography. So that's the downside. Did she then dye her hair back and then she did anti-diva? Did they address that at they all? They never or? address anti-diva. They never address her character. That's because they can't use the word diva anymore. Yeah. Mother- <laughs> well, they, they don't even address, like, wrestling down at that era. Like, it's character growth and stuff like that. But by the time she gets moved to the main roster, she's at some rant. She's at WrestleMania. The Rock invites her into a random room and is like, you're going to debut tomorrow and you're going to wrestle for the women's championship. And this is the point. The Rock isn't going <laughs> to tell you that. <laughs> it's not something The Rock did. Yes, I know. Actually, that would be amazing if that turns out that The Rock was like as a favor just doing random errands yeah. for Vince. Like Vince is like, hey, can you tell these people they got matches tomorrow? <laughs> I got agents, but they're busy. Yeah, uh, we got to set up this four-year push plan for Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, oh, it's your cousin. You, you know your cousin. Right? He goes ooh ah, crowd loves it, and he like Vince just walks off like yeah. And the Rock's like, yes, I I do know him. Our families are related somewhat. Yeah, we're Samoan. We know You're each other. You're his cousin. That's the story now. You're his cousin. By oh, every- by the way, hey, I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna need you in a couple years for after, right after the Rumble. Got a big idea for mm-hmm. you, bud. But uh, at at that point, the film forgot how wrestling works because yeah. they don't say you're gonna go over, you're gonna win the title tonight. No, she just goes out and the film's like she's wrestling. It's the best she's ever done a wrestle in her whole life. She better get him. But. <sighs> What? I mean, to be fair, that was a, a pretty decent match for the time. It was a very good match, but I mean, at the same time, the film was also like, but this is totally not scripted. It's real. But th- the yeah. weird thing is yes. the three girls she runs into, the film, I guess it's kind of making a point of like, don't judge a book by its cover. And so the film is turning that on its head by being like, oh, well, she's actually a mom and she's doing this because she needs to get money for her kids. And these are actually really good people. And I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing, movie. But like, they don't, they're not wrestlers. No. Have you been able to verify if these three were actually meant to play, like, real-world counterparts of WWE wrestlers or not? they probably just, just, like, move the story along. Well, yes and no. Because nothing they do is evident to make them these characters, but their ring gear, one of them is straight-up Eve Torres... Which I don't get at all. <laughs> one of them was Charlotte, and I think the last one had Sasha's gear. So they all had like real women during that time's gear, but they're just. I really wanted. I really wanted the last one. I wanted it to be. Uh, oh fuck! Who was who was the chick with red hair who was got off? Eva Marie. Eva Marie. Eva Marie. I wanted one of them to be Eva Marie. <laughs> no, I. It, and for her to just play this vapid human being. I wanted one of them to be fucking Emma, because those two were, like, best friends down there. But n- Right, n- but, uh, but Emma Emma doesn't work for, for the company anymore and didn't work out. 
Yeah. Even though she had the best theme song. Yes, very good. Um, Apparently, the fellow female tra- trainees are Jerry Lynn, Kristen, and Madison. Yeah, they picked the most generic... F- Did you say Jerry Lynn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God! Fucking, fucking Jerry Lynn going over in his 50s. God bless him. <laughs> her name is Jerry Lynn! Oh Pile God. driving page and doing Pile, yeah, <laughs> doing the doing the like the cool uh, yeah, fuck yeah, go Jerry Lynn. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Do you have any? It's spelled J. Do you have any video like pictures of them in their gear? Because I'm trying to remember who the third one was, but I know for a fact one of them was Charlotte, and I'm like, let's 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 not focus on that. So so. Mo- Good movie for a movie, not a great movie if you're a smart. Oh, yeah. Got it. Oh, like, there's a scene where it shows them at, like, 8, and which probably would put it around, like, 1999, and they're making fake wrestling titles. And one of them was, like, the modern-day WWE Championship, and the other one was the Divas Championship, and I was just staring at it the whole time, like, that's not accurate for the time, brother, brother. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, you're like, Dwayne. Dwayne, you were fucking wrestling. You, <laughs> you were actually champion when this would have happened. <laughs> They're watching you on TV during this. That's you. That's Mick Foley. What the fuck? <laughs> I will say, though, in regards to that, is that um, if there's a group of people that i found that aren't able to suspend their disbelief, which is surprising to me, but it's Smarks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It took so, a while for me. Mm-hmm. Because... I'm sure I'll, I'll watch it when it comes to Netflix. Yeah, I'm, I'm a person who can suspend my disbelief really easily, so I would have a good mm-hmm. time watching this movie. Like, there was a... I, I, I'm able to suspend my disbelief about things I don't know about. Like, have you ever watched, like... Have you ever been with somebody who's like, you know, that's their field, and you watch a movie that references that? Like... Once you know about something, like, you can't watch, like, a fucking, like, sci-fi drama with a fucking physics person. They'd be like, that's not how the fuck, and it would just irk them, because they know that that's not how that works. Listen here, anytime I watch something that involves or does anything with the live theater, I have to suspend my disbelief, or I will not have a good time. I've learned to do that, and the fact that other people haven't means they're weak. (laughs) How dare you remain ig- not remain ignorant during this presentation? Yes, Blake. Just it's willful ignorance. Ex- damn it. Except the fact that Vince Vaughn just stared at Paige and said, "Well, all right. Look, if you think this is too tough of a time, just honk this horn and then you're gonna leave." That's legit a thing, and I'm like, Wait, Vince Vaughn yeah. was in this. Vince movie? Vaughn is a prominent feature. He is her coach, and like, he's basically Bill fucking Demont. And he's like, "Well, kids, if any of you get exhausted, honk the horn." And there's a scene where fucking they're doing a tire flip, and Jerry Lynn, I guess, can't do the tire, and she's reaching up for the horn, and then the other three girls run over and just go, "Don't honk his horn! Don't do it!" He's like, "Honk it! Don't honk it!" And I'm like, these women would have been under contract they're not allowed to quit do you want to know what vince vaughn's character's name was <laughs> jerry lynn hutch morgan hutch i'm hutch morgan with wwe what's up y'all god hey babe. <laughs> hey y'all it's hutch morgan Oh my god. So yeah, like there's a lot of scenes like that where it's just like you can quit and go home whenever you want. I'm like, no, she can't. 
she signed a contract with this billion dollar company. You can't just leave unless you're CM Punk. He had contractually fulfilled his contract. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, going away from, from uh, filmed fake wrestling to real fake wrestling. Yes. Uh, said so Scotty's going to be chilling at my place next weekend or next week for the podcast. Uh, we have to do predictions for Fastlane now, I assume. Yeah, unfortunately so. I have to... Um... I understand why we need to do it, but I have to voice my displeasure for predicting a pay-per-view before seeing the go-home well, show. Well, not only that, Listen. there are only four matches announced. That's why I was like, I'm going to take up a lot of time complaining about this Stephen Merchant film. Let's go. Huh? Um, I just really, my first prediction is that Otis, <laughs> Otis just destroys everybody because that might have been... Oh, yeah, uh, so Otis versus the Ascension, we all have Otis and Tucker, yes. right? That's going to be on the pre God, that's yes. my favorite, okay. that was my favorite segment of all time, of just like, well, you better not talk about my little brother. My little brother gets really mad. My little brother, and then he just shows up, and never have I thought a character could be ruined by giving them a dictionary, but uh, <laughs> Otis just woke it up, bleh, you did. Listen, no, wait, hold on now. Scotty... Dylan and I both have our own hills that we die on every every time, and with all of your talk towards them, I would think that you would want to die on the Ascension's Hill. Ascension. <laughs> Ascension. <laughs> Jeez. He, he, he's only he's only tried to make one member of the Ascension or the or the other the the champion of this federation <laughs> since its inception. He's tried to make them the tag team champions they a couple have times. They the tag yeah. team champions if I remember correctly, but no, that match is that yes. match is going to go to heavy heavy machinery. Um so are they even called heavy machinery? Like honest question. I think so. I mean I guess they're kind of now just like are they just referred to as Tucker and Otis? It's Chris Farley and his nerdy older brother. Oh man! Okay, so, Tucker uh, let's, and Oates. Let's, let's go through the four. Let's go through the four matches that actually exist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, at this point, we'll fill in as the other ones are announced. We'll like group match. Yeah. Uh, so we have Oscar versus Mandy uh, Rose. Oscar. 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 Uh, wow. Let's see here. Yep. We really We're are burning burn through, through these. That midnight oil, baby. Boston, uh, Boston um, hug connection versus Nia Jackson Tamina. Uh, Boston hug connection. Boston hug. Yeah, the bug connection. I got it. Um, Usos versus McMiz. Uh, Usos. Usos and then Miz. Actually, I'm gonna say Shane Turton. I'm gonna say McMiz. Oh, really? Okay. I'm gonna say. Go for it. Usos buddy. and then McMahon like turns heel. I, one of them. No, turns. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say the Usos win, and it's gonna lead to Miz versus Shane yeah. at Mania. I was like, I was like, Blake, you know this is in the Miz's hometown, right? There's no way. No one wins it's if they if they're gonna make if they're gonna make make fucking uh, Sasha Banks lose in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. WWE Championship match: Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Yes. Yes. Fickle. <laughs> Fickle. Fickle. Uh yeah, I straight up I've got I've I've got D Bry because it's 
This is so. So basically, this entire prediction series is going to come down to wrestling. Yeah, because we're like we agree. At unless we point. do, unless we do the super prediction series where we predict all three major shows for the uh, weekend. Oh yeah, again. we'll probably do that. We're probably going to do that. Okay. Um, would we all like to? I need to. I need to go try to figure out what Ring of Honor is doing. Then that's yeah. the only place I can make up some points. <laughs> <laughs> would we like to guess some of the matches? Like some. This one has Seth versus Drew as a possible match. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Seth is Seth is recovering until the build up for for Mania. Um, fuck. Finn versus Bobby, um, maybe. Finn, ba- Finn, no, Finn versus Baron Corbin because we haven't seen that match before, right? Oh uh, boy. All right, Finn versus um, someone. My prediction's Finn. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Finn Balor's Finn Balor's going to win. I assume Ricochet and um, Alistair Black versus. The B team? Fuck, Dang. I don't know. <laughs> Do you Dang. think they're not, because this site that I'm looking at right now is predicting an, another Ray versus Andrade match, and I just don't want them to do that before Mania. No, I'm predicting a Ray or no, Andrade versus R-Truth for the U.S. Championship, which I'm going to predict Andrade will win, leading to Ray versus Andrade for the U.S. title at WrestleMania. But it'll be championship versus mask. Oh, that's good. And then Ray Ray wins. So he becomes U.S. championship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, So this is really adding an extra edge to the prediction series, which is predict the matches and the matches themselves, not just the winners. (laughs) Predict everything. All right. Yeah, we'll get to those as it yeah, comes. We'll probably, yeah, we'll probably keep them updated. I may put it on our Twitter account or something, at Fight Boys Show. But you know what else you could put on, guys? Um, a shirt. Know, some, some Barry yeah, White. put on some Barry White. Put on a nice Fight Boys shirt. You can get it at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We've got, got merch for all of our shows, from A Load of BS with me and Blake, to Fun Fiction, to Opposite Attractions, and then, of course, the Fight Boys, too. And then also your favorite JWF superstars have got merch up there. The VWO, Momoa, Curry, Canada, Charlie, they've all got merch available at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But you know what? Speaking of, boys, speaking of that good, good place I know and love, I think it's time that we go... Where everybody knows your name. Du, 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 du. I mean, you you book the show. I hope they know who you are. And that's why we're going over to Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon for JWF Monday Night War. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always with the man who's got his foot firmly pressed into the pedal because we are on our way to Wrestlepalooza. It's Captain Tams. Sills, not only do I have my foot pressed down onto the pedal, I have my foot pressed up the ass of every superstar that's going to be fighting at Wrestlepalooza. Alright. I'm not sure what that means, but Tibbs, let me tell you something. We look like we're going to have us one incredible Wrestlepalooza coming out. We already know in our main event, we're going to see Brunch Boy Baron Corbin take on the winner of the Regal Rumble, the god of the JWF, Momoa Curry. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. That's got to be one exciting match. What do you think? 
Comeuppance is going to be fair play, Sills, is all I'm going to say. That's right, and also we're going to have a JWF Tag Team Championship match as the tag champs, the BS, take on the winner of the first annual BS Invitational match that's happening tonight in our main event. But most importantly, Tibbs, a match has happened that I don't think we'd ever think we'd see. It's absolutely a dream match to happen in the JWF as the Dylan takes on the Kentucky gentleman, Chuck Taylor. What'd you think about that, Tibbs? Listen, Sills, the only important people from Kentucky are the Kentucky Colonels. I think that's an important fact to remember. That's right, Tibbs. And of course, last week, the Dylan made it clear why he was going after Chuck Taylor. He said that Chuck Taylor was a fake, that he was a phony, and that the Dylan was going to seek him out and prove him wrong. And that's why the Dylan has come out to the ring today. And let, let's just hear what he's got to say. So, as you all know now, the match has been made official at Wrestlepalooza. It'll be Chuck Taylor versus the Dylan. It'll be the Kentucky Gentleman versus the Midwest Distress. It'll be Sexy Chucky e. T versus me. Now, some of you out there and some people in the back, they're calling this a dream match. But uh, I disagree with that term. I disagree because, to me, in my mind, a dream match is about two people, two of the best that haven't crossed paths, haven't laced up in the same ring, putting themselves, putting their careers on the line to try and edge each other out to prove that they are the best. You see, I don't feel that that is the case because despite all the years in this business despite all the miles up and down the road across this country hell across multiple countries that chuck taylor has put in i know that i'm better so this match isn't a dream match this match is about chuck taylor proving something to himself to me this is about chuck taylor showing that he is better than he thinks he is. It's about him showing that he's more than just a small-time indie wrestler being carried around and giving handouts from better and more successful wrestlers. Chuck, at Wrestlepalooza, I'm giving you the chance to go one-on-one with me to show prowess, to show excellence of execution within these ropes to show that you want to put an end to the nightmare of obscurity that you live in every day under the shadow of everyone else you work with see i'm giving you a way out a way to fight to show that you're better than that you see the problem is chuck you still have to fight me and i'm going to show you that the nightmare won't end because the nightmare is me well, Tim, strong words from the Dylan right there. And let me tell you something. It, it seems like he has put the challenge out to Chuck Taylor. We always know Chuck Taylor to be a man of jokes, a man who's been a comedic wrestler he's been described as. But the Dylan's laid down the gauntlet. Do you think Chuck is up to the task? Well, Sills, I, is this a Kentucky guy? Because if not, then I... If so, then I think no. This is this is a deal like we've never seen him before. That's right. This is the Kentucky gentleman, Chuck Taylor, a man who's been running rampant, running ramshot over the JWF for the past two months. 
But it looks like the Dillons trying to put an end to that at Wrestlepalooza. But speaking of Wrestlepalooza tips, let's talk about another match. An absolutely astounding match you're going to see in the main event as Brunch Boy Baron Corbin takes on Momoa Curry, the man who won the Regal Rumble, coming back after months off, months in rehab. He returned. He won the Regal Rumble. Tips, tell us what you think about Momoa Curry. Sills, if there's anybody in this world, in this universe, in this reality that I respect more than anything else, it is the god of the JWF. It is Momoa Curry and his abilities and the fact that he is something special. Not as special as me, but special. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, French boy Baron Corbin, he thinks differently. That's why we've sent one of our top interviewers to see how he feels about the main event at Wrestlepalooza. Ladies and gentlemen, Zod the Zod McDonald backstage with the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. Now, Baron, last week, Momoa Curry interrupted you and declared that he would be unceremoniously stealing your title away from you at Wrestlepalooza. How do you feel about that? Well, uh, you know, in all honesty, (laughs) I feel good. I feel great that he thinks like that. I feel good because he's underestimating me, just like everyone's done in the past. Blake Tanner did it. Guy Fieri did it. Everyone who stepped in the ring against me has done it. They think, oh, he's Brunch Boy, Baron Corbin. He's a joke, right? There's no way he could actually win the cash in the bag briefcase. But I did. Well, 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 okay, but he could never actually win the title, right? But I did. Okay, I understand, but there's no way he could hold it for long. But I did. And I am standing here on day 166 of my title reign. And that reign isn't stopping because not only... Is Momoa underestimating me? Just like everyone else has, he's overestimating himself. You see, he thinks he's some sort of deity, a god of this company, but the truth is, Momoa Curry is an old, washed-up has-been. He comes back to this company for one night every six months, and after that he has to go back to his house and rehab because he knows he can't do what I do. He can't come out here and wrestle week in and week out. He can't handle what I can. So am I afraid of Momoa Curry taking my title? No. Because even if he does, I know after a week of having to do what I do, after day and day, he'd be more than willing to lay down like the dog that he is and bow to the true god of the JWF, Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. Well, Tibbs Baron certainly seems incensed. He does not seem happy about what Momoa Curry's been saying. What do you think? You know, Sil, this is a strange... For brunch boy, I've never seen him so passionate about something. I, it just makes me look more forward to watching Momoa Curry beat his 
face in it, Wrestlepalooza, but that's just me, Sills. Well, of course, you have to remember Brunch Boy has a lot to prove against Momoa Curry. Momoa Curry was the man who brought him into this industry. Just a few years back, Brunch Boy was merely a servant to Momoa until he turned against him and defeated him in a last man standing match. But of course, as Momoa said last week, that was not at Wrestlepalooza, and at Wrestlepalooza, anything could happen. Because Momoa Curry, on that night, we know him to become the god that he is, Tibbs. Momoa Curry's got a special connection to Wrestlepalooza Sills, that's all I'm gonna say. That's right, Tibbs, but now let's move on to our main event of the evening. And of course, we see sitting next to us the men known as the BS, the JWF Tag Team Championships have joined us, but I don't think they're going to get on commentary because I think they're focused on the competition in this ring, Tibbs, because it's time for the BS Tag Team Invitational. Seems like we're having some uh, headphone issues still, so it's probably better that they are. That's right, but as we can see, looks like some of the greatest tag teams in the JWF coming out to the ring for this rumble. Bananas in pajamas, the rat sentient, Felix Ball, the lumberjack. Oh, looks like we've got ah, Ball! Okay, Felix is here. Yes, Felix Ball is here, but oh wait. Didn't know that. Tibbs, looks like we got a new team coming out. Scott Moore and Guy Fieri, which I'm just now being told they are known as the Snack Daddies. And oh, it looks like following them up is the VWO. That's five teams already, Tibbs. I don't know if the ring can handle much. I don't know, Sills. This is uh, this is pretty stacked so far. I think we're going to have a great contender no matter what. That's right. But, of course, let's think about the VWO. They've got a lot to think about. Last week, we heard from Justin Clouds, the eldest brother of the Cloud Clan, and he said if those two men couldn't get things straight, if they couldn't get it done tonight, there'd be dire consequences, Tibbs. Maybe even daddy consequences. That's right. Now it looks like the matchup getting set to get underway. But wait a minute. Tibbs, is that the music of... Tibbs, is that Coach James? What's Coach doing here? What? Coach coming out to the... He doesn't... Coming out to the ring, but he doesn't have a partner. Coach is all alone. This is... Wait a minute. What's going on? Looks like Shibata's rung the bell. The match is starting it. It's chaos in the ring immediately, but Coach James putting the big hurt on everybody. Coach is going crazy, Tibbs. So if I couldn't believe this, Coach James... He's never usually alone in a match like this, is it? That's right. It's just all him. That's right. All of these men going after one another. Oh, but it looks like the Rat Sentient and the VWO, a wise idea, teaming up. Both of them going after Coach James, the largest man in the ring. But wait a minute. The coach breaking out of their grasp, throwing them off of his body. Oh, and grabbing Rat Boy by the head and tossing him to the outside before picking up Victor. Oh, and sending him out to meet him, Tibbs. Coach James is already on fire in this match. Oh, I love me some coach action, boy. That's right, and the Rat Sension being eliminated. You know the Brunch Boy Baron Corbin cannot be happy about that. But meanwhile, looks like the Snack Daddies, the newly formed team of Scott Moore and Guy Fieri, teaming up on Johnny Bananas in the corner. But wait! From out of nowhere, Joey Pajamas, his tag team partner, his brother, jumping him to help. Oh, and the two hit a beautiful peeling banana on Guy Fieri, tossing him to the outside. And it looks like Scott Moore is alone in the ring representing the Snack Daddies, Tibbs. That cannot be good. 
I don't know, Sal Scott Moore, he's got a lot to prove, but he's got a lot behind it. That's right. Ooh, but unfortunately, looks like that momentum Bananas in Pajamas started up was quickly stopped as Travis Clouds delivers a huge, big vaping boot to the skull of Johnny. Ooh, and then tossing Joey out of the ring. And now looks like his brother Griffin rushing over, trying to help his brother get Johnny over the top rope. But wait a minute, Tips, what's going on? It looks like... Looks like there's some sort of confusion between the VWO, Travis and Griffin yelling at each other. Travis saying he's got this. Looks like he's trying to get Griffin to focus on the other competitors. Tibbs, what's going on? Listen, Sills, with this family, I think the only thing they know is dysfunction. That's right, and they're still arguing back and forth. But wait a minute! Griffin looks like he's had enough, and the two men battling in the middle of the ring. Tibbs, this is insane. Two partners in this match are defeating each other, beating the living hell out of each other. And oh my god! Oh my god! Travis with a massive suplex actually sends both he and his brother to the outside, and they won't stop it. They're still fighting, Tibbs, fighting up the ramp. This is chaos! Things aren't going to go well with the next family meeting, so... That's right. Meanwhile, back in the ring, Coach James, ooh, with a huge clothesline, sends Johnny to the outside. That's three eliminations for the big coach. But wait a minute. Oh, my God, the Canada crew, the team of the Lumberjack, and Felix Ball working together trying to take down the coach. Tibbs, I'd hate to see this. Uh... Oh, this can't happen, Sills. That's right, but wait a minute. The coach with a huge kick to the face of the Lumberjack and then taking out Felix Ball, sending him into the middle of the ring. But wait, Scott Moore trying to go after the coach, trying to clothesline him over, but a big back body drop sends Scott Moore to the outside. Four eliminations from the coach. And oh, no, Tibbs. Tibbs, that leaves only three men alone in the ring. The Canada crew, Felix Ball, the Lumberjack. Staring face-to-face -face with Coach James. Oh, I do not envy the coach right now, Tibbs. Listen here, Coach. I know that you're the one that's usually giving the pep talks. You're the one that's usually giving, giving the good stuff. But I'm going to need you to toss both of those men over the ropes, Coach, Ooh, right now. Tibbs, unfortunately, I don't think he can hear you as the Lumberjack lands a huge body shot to doubling over James and Felix. Ooh, rushing him for a massive splash. Both of these men putting the boots to coach. Tibbs, do you think we could be looking at the next number one contenders right here? Sales, I don't want to be looking at anything right now. Well, unfortunately, it looks like they're picking up Coach James, getting ready to toss him out. But wait a minute. Tibbs, who is that? Tibbs, who is that? What, what, someone from the, from the audience has jumped in the ring. He's attacking the Canadian crew. Who is that? I know that walk style. It's him! It, it's, it's him! It's Canada Charlie! Canada Charlie returning from injury and attacking the Canadian crew! Attacking his former teammates! And he's got him! He's got Felix Ball by the neck! But wait a minute! The Lumberjack tried to interfere, but he gets caught as well! And Charlie with a beautiful double Canadian DDT on his former teammates! Tim, this is astounding! <laughs> Boy, you done me proud tonight. That's right, Canada Charlie picking up Ball, his former mentor, tossing him to the outside. Meanwhile, Coach James grabbing the lumberjack, picking him up on his shoulders, the strength of the coach showing, and he nails it. The detention drop to the outside, and Tibbs, 
attempt. Coach James. Coach James has done it. Coach James is going to go on to face the BS for the JWF Tag Team Championships at Wrestlepalooza. And Tim's, let me tell you something. I'm looking over at the BS right now, and they do not look happy. No, they don't, Sills. However, uh, there's a matter that we're going to have to deal with that I think is going to be pretty easy to fix. That's right. The coach is, of course, alone in the ring. Coach without a friend to back him up without a tag team partner he's gonna we both know he's gonna have to find one before wrestlepalooza but of course in addition to that what do you think's going on in the mind of canada charlie turning on his teammates assaulting them tossing them out of the ring tibbs sills i think that charlie has finally really seen what that false mentor that felix ball has been what he's poisoned in his mind, he's finally starting to see through that fog, and he's finally starting to see that Felix Ball is utter human trash. Well, that's, that's right, Tim. So I guess in order to find out what happens next with Canada, Charlie, with the BS, with Coach James, with all of our JWF superstars, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, gentlemen, it's been an episode. Uh-huh. What did you learn this week? I learned that um, the cardinal rules still apply. WWJCD. What would John Cena do? <laughs> and that is not get thrown out with the trash. <laughs> so, Dylan, what did you learn this week? Uh, I learned that if uh, if Stone Cold Steen Austin is anything to go by, uh, we will soon get Sammy the Rock uh, Zane coming back rock bottoming people. <laughs> I like that one better than the first one. And I learned that yeah. Jeez. Yeah. 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 That was a trans that was a trans let me translate that. That actually I just said that Otis can no clip through walls. Uh so Dylan can be found on Twitter at sexy Chucky T. Blake, where can they find you? Blake A. Tanner on Twitter at the Dark Room Video on YouTube. Vidya V I D Y A. It's been such a long night. You can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quiesel Corp Trilogy, BS vs. the Gods. Check all that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS.com. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, remember to support by donating on Patreon, picking up some merch, or most importantly, by leaving a review on iTunes, or of course, by just commenting, liking, the subscribing on the YouTube, doing all of that. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs> <laughs>